Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into episode 137 of the Uptempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm joined once again by my good buddy, Dustin Smith. Uh, excited to have him on. Like always, we, we share the same passion with the Auburn Tigers. Uh, glad to have him in here with me doing this podcast. Look, there's a big matchup this Saturday. We travel to Athens, Georgia. We've got the number two team in the country in their backyard, the Georgia Bulldogs, Can we pull the massive upset? We're going to talk about that tonight. There was some massive news coming out of Auburn yesterday with Landon King asking for a red shirt and him being granted that red shirt and sitting out the rest of the year. We're going to get Dustin's thoughts on that. And just so much more to talk about. We're going to preview this matchup and get predictions for the Auburn Tigers. So with that being said, we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, and then we're going to get Dustin right in here and get this thing going. War Damn Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight we're joined by a good buddy, Dustin Smith. Excited to have him here to talk some Auburn and Georgia. Uh, Dustin, man, how, how was how was your day today? Oh, it was a good day, brother. You know, good fall weather. feel like football weather out there, so... It's all good, buddy. Ready for the deep south uh, old robbery this weekend? Hell yeah, man! Hey, uh, before we before we get into that, Dustin, I know right now old Rhett Lashley and old Gus Malzahn are over on ESPN two <laughs> battling it out. And man, today I don't know if you caught it, but some guy on Twitter he gets on there and says something about like Gus Malzahn is the greatest head coach in Auburn history and we just smooth ran him out of town and all this and like I mean Auburn Twitter just got on his ass did you see that yeah I saw I mean if you got on there today you definitely saw the old (laughs) old Gus stuff and uh you know I guess it takes uh I guess it takes some people to move on from relationships longer than others I don't know man um Look, man, Gus had good moments, and uh, appreciate him for his time here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not that the the floor, you know, was was just extremely low kind of thing. It just mm-hmm. got to the point to where it was just kind of the same thing, and it installed out. I mean, he'd been calling the plays basically for 12, 13 years at Auburn, so oh. it was just time for a change, man. And that's just that. And uh, not to get on my soapbox about this, but you know, two things can be true at the same time. Um, it could have been time to move on from Gus, and that doesn't even mean he's the worst coach ever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just time to move on. And then you could have also, after it was time to move on, you could have botched the hire. Uh, yep. Those things don't, you know, they're not exclusive. I mean, it, you know, both can be true. Uh, so just for all, all the people out there that say, well, we wouldn't be in this boat if we wouldn't hire Gus, you know, if we wouldn't have hired Gus, well, that's that's a very black and white way of looking at something that's a little bit more complicated than that. But yeah, you know the uh, the old Auburn nostalgia bowl tonight. We'll see if uh, see if the young Padawan can pull it out on Gus. Man, 
Dustin, when I saw this stuff, I immediately, I said, hey, somebody put me on this thread because I got to go read this. And Buddy was just, I mean, hardcore back in Gus. And look, man, here's my thing with it all is, you know, like you said, I appreciate Gus's time. He took us to a national championship game. We fell just short, 13 seconds short, to Florida State, man, in his first year. It, it was a hell of a ride. We had some really good seasons. We had some seasons where we were 6-6, six and six and we didn't live up to the hype. Um, we had you know, a quarterback in the name of Jeremy Johnson that was supposed to be uh, the next Heisman guy at Auburn, and he didn't pan out. And we had the Jared Stidham years, and, you know, we got to Atlanta with, with Jared Stidham. You know, I don't know if you know this, Dustin, but he's from Texas. He transferred from Baylor. Um, <laughs> um, since ESPN just loves to drive that into the ground. Um, but then you had the you had the brutal loss to Tennessee at home, man. And, uh, you know, that's yeah, kind of – Yeah, that was, that was really, really bad. And I think that's kind of where the Gus bus started to derail right there. And, you know, it's kind of like how I feel with Bo Nix, man. Look, you move on, you break up, you move on. Maybe you get with your new guy, your new girl or whatever, uh, and and you start a new relationship, and guess what? I wish you well, okay? I don't want to see you fail. It's, it's like Bo out at Oregon, man. I don't want to see Bo Nix fail. I want to see him succeed at the highest level, but... I don't want to keep going back and be like, you know what? I sure do miss that relationship. I kind of wish we had it back, you know? And I just think, it, just move on, flush it. It's over with. It's now time to focus on who is who is Auburn's next head coach going to be because Gus Malzahn was not the greatest coach in Auburn history, and Brian Harson was just a botched hire, and Auburn failed. They failed. It was an experiment that didn't work out, and you know it's time to move on. So, you know that's that's how I feel about that, man. And I'm I'm honestly just tired of hearing every you know every single day Gus Malzahn bring him back, don't bring him back, you know whatever, man. But Dustin, man, there was some news that broke last night, yesterday evening. Um, Landon King, man. Um, we know what kind of player he is. He showed out in the Iron Bowl last year, had a big catch against Penn State this year, but just hasn't been seeing the field like we expected. We know he transitioned from tight end to receiver this year, hasn't been getting the touches. Uh, he asked for a red shirt and was granted the red shirt. Uh, what are your thoughts on Landon King sitting out the rest of the year for the Auburn Tigers? It's, um, it's an interesting situation. I mean, you know, I'll – well, I, we're not sure how much the injury part plays a part in it. Like, if he was seeing a lot of balls and we were, you know, having a better season, would he still be playing? I just don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, so maybe he has hurt to a point where he needs to take it. It didn't really seem that way. Um, just kind of reading the different reports that came out about it. it kind of seemed like he is injured, but there are other things as well there. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, He's still staying. Um, you know, he made it pretty clear that he loves Auburn and he loves the fans. Yeah. And that felt good to hear because there's been a lot of bashing of the Auburn fans going on, mainly from the other Auburn fans, and I'm I'm quite sick of it, honestly. It, it really pisses me off. Y'all need to get on board or go find a new team. Um, <laughs> your loyalty does not lie or shouldn't lie 
with a head coach that you think is attractive or whatever's going on with some of this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, your loyalty needs to be to Auburn University. And uh, it's just, I'll just kind of leave that one there, bud. But you know what I'm talking, I, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly it's, what you're uh, talking about. With Landon, the, well, you know, we just look forward to seeing him next year. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that he's not entering the portal. I think that says a lot if you really read in between the lines. And uh, whatever the injury is, I hope that he gets sealed up. And, you know, I look forward to making big plays. I mean, we've seen the potential. We saw the great catch in Iron Bowl. Um, me and you talked about the Penn State game and getting pulled off the field immediately. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, heavy rotation right now in that wide receiver room. Um, so we'll, you know, we look forward to seeing Landon next year and seeing him back out there. Yeah, Dustin, uh, I, I read where uh, he had some substantial weight loss and he was trying to deal with that and uh, he kept trying to add weight and then would lose it and just uh, he had some injuries stack up and it was also a mixture of, you know, get, getting a lack of touches, you know, getting getting a lack of targets on the outside. And so, look, like you said, I'm, I'm extremely excited that he didn't just go off and, and enter the portal and he he expressed his love for Auburn and said, "Hey, you know, I'm Auburn through and through. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I'm I'm here to stay. I'm just going to sit the rest of the year out, and uh, I'll be back. I'll start working towards next year. And look, this kid, man, he's a stud. He he's one of Auburn's most talented players. I think it is going to hurt um, for this season, but I also have my thoughts that this season is a wash now. So." Um, but that's just where I'm at. Other people might think differently, but um, this season is just about you know grinding through the rest of the games that we got and getting on a new getting path. Guys reps. Yeah, just getting guys reps and getting on a new getting on a, a new a new path to a new head coach and a new system and uh, and you know a new a new coaching staff, an entire new coaching staff. So um, really, really wish Landon the best. Uh, full recovery, man. Uh, excited for landing but Dustin like you said about this fan base attacking each other and I see it every single day on social media man I, I get on the Facebook Auburn sites I get on the Twitter every single day man under the podcast Twitter page and it's just constant arguing with if you give your opinion on something that you don't like Brian Harson. Somebody comes out of nowhere and says, "You're a terrible person." Right? You, <laughs> yeah, that's my best. Yeah, you're right. Man. That's such a high horse with it. Yeah, it's like, you're a terrible person. You you should feel terrible about yourself. And I'm like, feel terrible about my like because I called this man a potato head. Like he's from <laughs> Boise, Idaho. They're the potato state. He, I think that he is a bad fit at Auburn. It, I'm not attacking him personally. I didn't get on Twitter and say that he was having an affair with an assistant, Dustin. All right, because I don't think that happened, and I would never say that about the man. All right, so I wouldn't attack his personal life. But what I am going to do is I'm going to let it be known that he is not the right fit at Auburn University, and. The people who are still taking up for Brian Harson and this job, it has to come to an end, man. Like, I know, I know, I text you today about the Mike G graphic from the War Report, and like Justin Hokinson underneath it was like, "Hey, bro, like, stop. 
you know, like we can't support this anymore. And that's just where I'm at with it, man, is like the constant arguing in this fan base. Just get, everybody needs to get on board with finding a new regime because it's time, Dustin. This experiment is over, man. And if we were to give this another year, it would be another five-year backtrack. I honestly believe it. I think it would set us back five years. And I made this I made this point the other day, Dustin. I said, you want to know how things can go south so quick at a program. Look at Mississippi State, Dustin. They hired Joe Moorhead, okay? And they immediately knew. They said, hey. This guy right here, it's not the fit. It's not it. Like, the offense isn't it. The defense isn't it. His assistants that he was bringing in weren't it. He wasn't recruiting well. And they said, look, we immediately have to scratch it. We got to cut ties immediately and find a new coach. And what did they do? They went out to the Pacific Northwest, got the mad scientist in Mike Leach. And now look at them, Dustin. What are they doing? All right, they they've got one loss in SEC play. All right, and and they're getting ready to host Arkansas this weekend. And I believe Arkansas has got a banged up KJ Jefferson. I, I think he suffered a concussion. Uh, hope he gets well and and a hundred percent recovery soon. Um, but that that program is trending up, Dustin. And they cut ties so quick with Joe Moorhead. They said, "Hey, you, you're just not getting it done. Get out." Okay, we've got Mike Leach. You come in here, and now they're on a trajectory that that's to the moon, Dustin. I mean, they're playing with house money. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the Southeastern Conference, and and I mean, Mississippi State, Dustin. So if Mississippi State can do it, then Auburn can do it. Damn it! Like, yeah, no, I mean, listen, dude. Everyone knows what this program is. Everyone knows what it's capable of. And um, I just – I really don't have time for the people that are trying to lower the expectations for Auburn football. Yes. Uh, I said it, I've said it before on this podcast. There's not – it's not an unrealistic expectation. Like, look how many years Tupperville got. Gene got four years. You don't know what it is. If you go three and nine and oh and eight in the SEC, you're going to lose your job. So yep. – but he got four years. I mean – and then Gus got eight. Like – and then on top of that, he was the OC for years before that. Like, Gus had got a long time. He called plays at Auburn. Like, mm-hmm. Auburn was very patient with Gus Malzahn. So, this idea that we're just, you know, don't give guys a chance. Listen, sometimes sometimes you can tell right away, hey, this just ain't it. This isn't going to work. And I don't know how much more you would have to see to not understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the thing about that is, is everybody that defends it, I ask them, you tell me what I'm missing. You show me proof of substance. You show me a concept. You show me where this is program growing. Is Where is it going? And they all say, well, you got to give it more time or the boosters and Jimmy Rain and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, man, you're just, you're just pulling up stuff that has nothing to do with anything, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to tell me some ways that where this program is moving forward. It's not necessarily about wins and losses. It's that there's nothing you can look at and say, okay, this is moving in a positive direction. And at this point, we can all agree that we're coming up on playing Georgia, our second biggest rival. And that is, that is the backstory. And mm-hmm. that's just not, that's no fun for anybody. 
that's not the way this should be. It's just become such a toxic situation anyway. And like I said before, man, you know, if you're not, you can have a different opinion than me. That's not mm-hmm. what it is. But maybe, maybe just sit back and listen because I see people arguing with insiders. Why are you arguing with people that have direct knowledge of the situation and are telling you what something is? Mm-hmm. I just, there's no sense in doing that. Um, they're not lying to you. Like, there's not, everyone doesn't hate Harson. That's not what it is. Mm-hmm. I, if you, if you can't look at calling the timeout and then coming out on a fourth and 10 and throwing a Hail Mary fade route, if you can't look at that and say, oh, okay, if you can't look at, you know, calling a Coy Moore pass down in the red zone when you've been running the ball, I, I mm. just, and we can do this every single game. If you don't, if you can't look at the second half stats, if you don't look at recruiting, you know, and just, you know, like, it's like, uh, it's like with politics, man. You're not going to, you're not going to see me talk too much about politics because I don't know anything about it. Yep. I don't understand it. I'm not going to pretend to understand it. Mm -hmm. And I don't really care. But what's happened in the Auburn, on the Auburn fan base right now is it's become political and people have taken up sides, but it's, and it's just kind of, it's just kind of silly, but I will say like, it's pretty, from what I see, and I have never, I haven't talked to anybody that defends it. Um, and I have a couple of good friends that, you know, uh, graduated from LSU, big LSU guys. And they all talk to me after the game and like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I know, man, it's bad. So, the overwhelming majority of all of our fans are not stupid, and they see what it is. And the most important thing, Blake, is the people that are there every day and see what's going on, mm-hmm. they know that it's not working. They know that it's not good enough. And that's why in a couple of weeks, there'll be a change. And then, at the very least, for the remaining part of the football season, we'll be able to at least talk about football and just cheer on the players who have got lost in all this anyway. Because it's really about the damn players. And people are making it about their opinion or their obsession with their cult personality of a coach. Yep. And it's weird. But it ain't, but you want to blame the players for the turnovers. And I feel you. I played sports, obviously not on this level, but you know, your coach doesn't coach you to make a mistake. And when you make it, sure. But if you go to every turnover this year and you break it down individually, sure, you could say, okay, the receiver ran the wrong route here, left the quarterback out the drive. Okay, mm-hmm. here the quarterback made the wrong read. Here the ball was just fumbled, you know, like, obviously. But the totality of all those turnovers, when it becomes a trend, that falls on the head coach. Yep. And sometimes, sometimes it's just not fair. It's kind of like the quarterback, right? So the quarterback, if, if, the, you know, if you win, the quarterback gets all the credit. If the offense looks bad, he gets all the blame. Yep. Um, we've seen that with TJ running for his life, and everyone's just, oh, TJ sucks. Like, how can you even get a fair evaluation? <laughs> um, it's just, it's just, it's you know, it's just everyone needs to calm down. We all know what this is. You saw what the atmosphere still was, despite all the noise. You mm-hmm. saw how close we were. Despite, basically, basically, in spite of our coaching, like fighting our coaching, mm-hmm. you know, still right there. Um, Absolutely. It's a new day, man. There's a transfer portal. There's different signing periods and recruiting and stuff. Um, 
There's the NIL that we've discussed previously about what a good situation Auburn is in. If you make the right hire, like you said, like your example with Mississippi State, it's not that you're not that far off. No, um, Auburn is right there, man. Auburn is right there. Uh, just one, just the right hire, the right staff, and this thing could be off and running. And the expectations are not are not ridiculous. We know what's up, man. We know what's over there in Athens. We know what's in Alabama. We just want to be consistent. We want to look competent, and we want to be able to compete. That's all. Yeah, Dustin. I don't think that's too much of a task for a top fifteen, top twenty program all the time. Exactly, exactly, and and that's my thing, man. Is look, my expectations are right now with with Georgia and Alabama where they're at with running college football. I think a lot of people feel like that Auburn should be this six, seven win team, and a lot of fans are like, "Well, if we can just get to seven wins, eight wins, you know, as you know, as long as we beat Alabama or Georgia every once in a while, that's a successful season, you know. That we'll take that, and we'll go to the we'll go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl or or you know the the Outback Bowl if we get to eight wins or whatever. Well, look, that's not my expectations, Dustin. Okay, those are not six and seven wins and eight and four. Those are not my expectations. Even when Alabama and Georgia are what they are, my expectations are you get me to nine, ten wins, fighting for Atlanta each and every year, and have us in the playoff discussion, okay? Those are my expectations, Dustin. And if you can get me to Atlanta and on a down year win me nine games, go nine and three, and beat your rivals and go to Baton Rouge and not have a 20-year losing streak, you know, um, or like we're facing this week when we haven't beat Georgia and Athens since 2005. Ex- just, on, exactly. You know, you you got a 17 year streak in Athens. You know, and and it's like, you know, I just I need I need Auburn to be the program that I know Auburn can be. And when your two biggest rivals elevate their game, why can't you? Auburn can elevate their game to what Georgia and, and you know, I'm not going to say what Alabama is um, because they've been, you know, this 10 to 15-year stretch. But you can be consistent at nine wins while they're doing their thing, you know. It's not like you have to be a, a Birmingham Bowl contender every year, you know. Hey, listen, uh, here's the thing, Blake. When Auburn is good, when we just have a good team, we usually beat Alabama's good team. Yeah. Even if they're better. Because only if we just build a good team that day, we usually beat them. Yeah. In the most dramatic fashion, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, man. Yes, so, you know, there's a lot of people that are kind of, kind of downgrading. And, you know, listen, man. If you have a year where you're, you know, you, have, you get injury bug and you know, you're or you're going into the season. You're like, man, without a talented recruiting class, but these guys are just young. Yeah, and you win seven, eight games. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay. 
it happens. You know, like it, it just—I can look at context. You just have to, uh, you know, the next year nine ten wins, like you said. Like it's just the expectations aren't aren't unrealistic, in my opinion. It's no. just, um, and I know Auburn is capable of doing those things. So absolutely, you know, like said, man, it, it's we're not that. Are not that far off the talents there now. Absolutely, you know, losing some of those guys, but you have a portal and a lot of a lot of ways that you can make this happen. Yeah, Auburn has has talent on the roster. I'm not even I'm not even a bit concerned about that. I might be a bit concerned about the offensive line next year. Um, yeah, but sure. but, but um, Auburn has talent on the roster. You can tell on Saturdays, man. Uh, it's it's there. Even there, even though they are three and two right now, you can tell that this team should not be three and two. They should be bare minimum four and one. And if this thing, you know, was going the way that, you know, we thought it was, the way that we thought it was going to go, actually, um, you know, you never know about the Penn State thing. So uh, they, they've they already dealt with some with some pretty big stuff and, and um, got to be resilient. And you, you, you'll turn to – the Georgia game this week, man, and some players got in front of the mic today, Dustin, and um, I'm not really sure what went on, Dustin. There were some comments made. Uh, Brandon Council uh, had to move to center with Nick Brahms retiring and Tate Johnson uh, having the injury and being out for the year pretty mu- pretty much, and so uh, Brandon Council moves to center, and he gets up to the mic today. And he says, uh, per Nathan King, he says, if we keep them out of their third down packages, we can demolish them, I believe. All right, and then his next quote, per Justin Ferguson, Dustin, this is the kicker right here, all right? Our goal is to go in there like a SWAT team, get in, quiet the noise, get out. Um, Dustin, what in the hell are we doing? What, 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 who let Brandon go in to this presser and say this? Because look, I know he's a, he's, he's in his mid twenties or whatever, and he can, he's a grown man and all that, but, um, why are we poking the bear that is somewhat down right now they are injury prone right now they're dealing with all kind of stuff they haven't been playing their best football the past two weeks and we're gonna go into this presser and we're gonna wake up a sleeping giant like what are we doing dustin yeah um i worry about just anyway because i just you know before the season Obviously, when you're picking games, I already had this one penciled in as a loss. Just looking at, I mean, everything obviously right in front of you. Cause yeah. I haven't won there in forever. Uh, the talent, you know, the talent discrepancy, all that. You see all the all the noise around our program, and mm-hmm. they're locked in, they're established, they're right there behind Bama. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't like. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of it. It's not. It's not the approach that I would take. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, hey, Brandon, listen, man, I'm, I'm pulling for y'all. Uh, it would be the first time I've seen y'all really demolish anybody in a long time. <laughs> so, it's Saturday is going to be, it's Saturday is going to be the time that this offensive line demolishes somebody. Uh, cool, man. I'll be cheering the whole way. 
Um, Kirby <laughs> Smart comes from the Nick Saban tree, and I'm sure that that raised some eyebrows. Oh my God, man! You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's plastered all over the wall. And my thing too, buddy, is Georgia hasn't played well the last two weeks, and maybe that's mm-hmm. a good thing for us coming into this game. Um, but two thirty, CBS, you know. No matter what the situation is, people are going to the teams are going to get fired up for this game. Yep. Both sides, packed house. So I think you're going to have Georgia's full attention, and you you're already going to have it, and now you'll definitely have it. So, you know, it's unnecessary. I don't know how much it'll it'll impact the game, but it's just kind of one of them things where it's like, oh, okay, buddy, that's not. You know, if we were five and zero or something, and we had been blocking real well, then. I would be all for it. But, you know, like you said, young man's full of testosterone, so uh, go back it up. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll revisit that quote on Sunday. Man. Dustin, man, like I told you before we started recording is, man, if we're if we're doing the things that Alabama's doing – and you know how Will Anderson gets to the mic and he says what he wants to say. But Will Anderson goes out there and he backs it up. And Will Anderson is one of the best players in college football right now. So Will Anderson can say what he wants to say. And that's my thing, man. Is like It's just it's not the approach that I would take right now because th- this offensive line has been restructured. It's probably the lowest point on this team. And – we're talking shit to the number two team in the country, the defending national champions we are running our mouth to after we just lost, blew a 17-point lead to a subpar LSU team, okay? An LSU team that lost to Florida State, Dustin. This LSU team that we just lost to is not a good football team. And we blew a 17-point lead to them. And... We want to talk shit like like that is that I just look I love the confidence I love the confidence but man it's just a it's not the route like it's so hard because like I mean don't get me wrong Dustin I hope you know I hope Council and the boys they go out there this Saturday and I hope they play out of their minds don't get that twisted but. I mean, we're poking a sleeping giant. The, uh, we're just, the, you know, they're little, they're little teddy bears over there right now, Dustin. They, they, they've been sleepwalking the past two weeks. They've been cuddled up in the fetal position and, and just, just pure asleep, knocked out. All right. They haven't been playing good football. They, they let Kent State put up 22 on them and then they should have lost to Missouri and which, Hey, I mean, I'm, that's not really saying anything because we should have lost to Missouri if it wasn't for Auburn Jesus. But, you know, why poke the bear, man? And that that just really and, – and I don't know if you saw it, but hoax, hoax tweet, man, it, it pure cracked me up. He said, oh, no, Brandon, please don't do it like this. And I died because people were like, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? And I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I was like, man – like, come on, dude. Because you know, Dustin, you know just like I do, Kirby Smart's going to drag us if he can. Because Yeah, he got mad. He got mad after Gus said we beat the dog crap out of him. Yep. When we did. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't even think that was controversial because we did. It was like 41 to 17 or whatever. And then, boy, he just, he, he fumed on that for a couple of weeks. He mm-hmm. came out and put it on us. Like, all right, man. So, yeah, this will be all over the locker room. They'll, you know, he got their full attention. Wasn't it a couple years ago he ran a fake? 
we were in Athens yeah, and hey, there's, yeah, he, there's been some yeah he yeah, ran the fake and everything like man um, he's gonna drag us if he can and you know he printed the the, the quotes off and everything and it's bullet it's it's bulletin board material it's up uh, they know about it just like the LSU guys found the Coy Moore stuff and uh, I don't know man I I hope Auburn can can go in there make a little make a little something happen. Uh, get some magic going, and uh, maybe maybe get to a start like they did against LSU, Dustin. And when I look at this game, man, Saturday, uh, kind of going into our last segment here and wrapping this thing up, uh, we look going to Athens, a very, very tough place to play. Georgia fans are like no other. They're, they're going to be loud for all four quarters, SEC football between the hedges, we know what Kirby brings. We know what this defense is about, even though they've struggled the past two weeks. Uh, and we know that they have a, a, a guy, a senior leader, um, a guy that is a national champion at the helm with Stetson Bennett. Um, and I, I'm just curious to see how Auburn's going to respond after last week, after blowing the lead to LSU. What Auburn Tigers team are we going to get, Dustin, going into Athens, Georgia, Saturday at 2.30? Well, unfortunately, um, the second half trends right now mm. continue to be the continues to be the same thing every week. So mm. uh, I can I would say as of now, and I hope I'm wrong, but I'm saying you can pretty much pencil in you're not going to score anything more than a touchdown in the second half because it's been forever since we've seen that. Mm. So you better come out and get a really fast start. You know, I just. If a 17-point lead at home is not enough, it's hard to really have much confidence. Um, mm-hmm. And it sucks, man, because if we would have found, if we would have won that game last week, when everyone knows that we we should have, mm. when you you would be coming in here four and one, two and zero, regardless of how it happened versus Missouri in the SEC, mm-hmm. and you would be able to say, okay, well, you know, you've had two good defensive performances in a row. The Robbie Ashford has come, but you you did you did, and at the end of the day. That's all that matters, man, is, is wins versus losses. So it just it changes the mood. It changes the momentum. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily change what's just going to happen, the matchups and what's going to happen on the field Saturday. But just I'm talking about from a fan perspective, I would feel a lot better, obviously, if we had, you know, if we would have pulled off a game that we obviously should have pulled off. Um, like I said, man, I think Georgia's a really talented team. They're, I don't think they're because last year, you know, they, obviously they lost all those guys, but – um, and they probably have a loss, maybe even two, coming down the pipe this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think this is one of the situations where they don't tend to play down when they play us. Yep. Uh, you know, they're they're going to come out and be focused and locked in. And this is a, this is our first this is our first road game of the year. This is going to be Robbie Ashford's first road start. Like you said, it's going to be real crazy. We haven't played away from home. Even the Birmingham Bowl was a home game. We haven't played away from home in forever. So there's yep. a lot of things going against our, you know, against us right now. South Carolina. And, South Carolina was our last trip away from home. Yeah, man. That, that seems like ages ago. So, um, you're, man, we sound like a broken record, dude. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to win the turnover battle by two or three. Yep. You can't. Cannot keep losing it every week by two, three, four. Like I just don't understand it. Um, don't drop punt returns. 
like let's have a week where maybe we can only commit two to three penalties, not six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take advantage of the red zone opportunities when we get down there. Uh, Andres Carlson, if you're healthy, bud, let's make these kicks because from what it seems from the press conference, there's really not even a consideration to look at any other options of kicker. <laughs> I'm taking the head coach at his word. <laughs> uh, so, I don't, you know, whatever with that. Um, mm. It's a lot of things going against this team. I will say this, though. The defense has played well the last two weeks. And, you know, will there be communication issues going on the road? I don't know. I feel like DJ James is really coming into form. I feel like Colby's having a great season. Obviously, Derek Hall's having one of the best seasons uh, in the country from a pass rusher position. We'll see how much the loss of uh, Ecuador affects the team. Obviously, if there's going to be, it's, it's going to be, you're going to be able to see it's going to be significant. Mm. So, at the end of the day, man, uh, I just, I feel like the defense comes in and plays well. I think both teams are going to be focused and, you know, locked in. But, uh, I think it's going to be one of the situations where halfway through the third, you know, it's, we're, we're not scoring points. The defense has been out there for a long time, and Georgia just kind of grinds it away. And if we can make turnovers like we have pretty much all season, um, then we're going to get in a world of trouble fast. Hmm. Dustin, you got a final score? Yeah, I'll go. I went back and forth on this this morning. I wanted to say 31 to 10 just because I, I feel like – We'll probably move the ball pretty well in the in the first quarter or so, mm. but thirty-one to ten means that we will make a field goal. And I just don't see that right now, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty to seven, Georgia. Thirty to seven, Georgia. Not too far off from me, Dustin. Um, man, look, I know this. I know this Georgia team is beat up right now. I know they have injuries all over the field. Defense is beat up. Uh, they have a couple playmakers on offense that are beat up. Um, I don't see any type of way we can slow down Bowers at the tight end position. They have multiple tight ends that are uh, really, really good. Probably the best tight end room in the country, Dustin. They have just I don't I, I don't even know what to say about Stetson Bennett, man. He's he's a, a just a veteran leader, a national champion. A guy that I would take under center any day of the week, even though he's not flashy. He doesn't put up big numbers, Dustin, but he freaking wins, man. He wins. He knows what it takes to win. And every time Georgia needs something good, positive to happen, he makes the big play, man. He's a clutch player, and that's why they call him the mailman, Dustin, because I I, I think he's going to deliver Saturday. And you can only hold this Georgia team down for so long, man. And with this being a rivalry game, I think Georgia's going to be ready. Um, like you said, man, Auburn just turns the ball over too much. Too much sloppy play last week against LSU. They get the ball rolling. They get a drive going. Next thing you know, uh, you get you get an illegal block or you get a false start. Uh, you know, or a receiver moves early on a false start. It's just some kind of uh, an illegal, uh, an illegal motion. You know, there's just some kind of uh, penalty, man, where we just we shoot ourselves in the foot, man, and we're constantly second and fifteen, you know, third and fourteen, and um, 
first and 20, and it's just like over and over and over again, man. And somehow last week we found ways to get out of it. You know, we're we're third and 25, and we, we hit a 35-yard gain, you know. Like we were finding ways to dig ourselves out of it. But when you play uh, somebody like Georgia, you know, I just – that's just a recipe for disaster. I just don't see it happening as much as it did against LSU. So, man, Dustin, I, I think this Georgia team, they're going to get physical with us. They're going to try to establish the run. You know what Stetson likes to do. He likes to he likes to establish the run, then hit the play-action shot over the top, and then everything just starts flowing off that. Brock Bowers over the middle of the field, that's going to be unstoppable. I just I'm not sure how Auburn can stop this this Georgia offense. And one thing that like you said, man, the second half woes, you can't kick field goals against Georgia, Dustin. We saw it last week with Missouri. No, you've got to get six in the red zone. You gotta get six. That's what cost Missouri the game last week, Dustin. They couldn't get touchdowns when they got in the red zone. They couldn't get six. It cost us the game last week. And you know, Missouri had it. They drove multiple times into Georgia territory, multiple times into Georgia's red zone, and constantly kicked field goals, man. And you can't do that when you're trying to upset a team like the caliber of the Georgia Bulldogs. You can't do it. And I just don't see Auburn scoring enough points. Like we said last week, we just don't see Auburn scoring enough points to keep up with Georgia and – I have a prediction of man, I'm gonna say thirty four to seven. I'm gonna say thirty four to seven, Georgia. Yeah, a lot of hurt. And and you know what, Dustin? You know what? Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if this game's like twenty to seven in the third. All right. Don't be shocked if this game's twenty to seven, uh twenty one to seven, something like that, twenty, you know, Something, something right around in there. Don't be shocked that Auburn's still in the game midway through the through the second half. Don't be shocked one bit because maybe the defense can keep us in it. But there's eventually going to be where Auburn just kind of you know the defense gets their back broken. Georgia hits a big play over the top, and they've been on the field all game because our offense just can't keep putting drives together. And uh, I just I don't think Auburn musters up en- enough points. Like you said, to Auburn's going to have to win the turnover battle, and I'm just not sure they're going to win a turnover battle all year, Dustin, because they are the third worst team in Division One football in turnover battle, and that's not getting it done, man. And so I I just I think Georgia gets a couple scores. Uh, late, I think they might get one towards the end of the third quarter and then plug another one in right there in the fourth, and this thing's going to get ugly. So I do like Georgia 34-7. to And, Dustin, I'm going to make a prediction real quick. I think after 34-7, to uh, Brian Harson will – I think he will be fired Sunday. I, I, don't, I don't think he makes it to the bye week. Yeah, um, it's been reported that he was offered the twelve million dollar buyout. So you know, they're trying to at least save three million there, and uh, he hasn't he hasn't responded. He hasn't taken so he's not going uh, to. He's not going to. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. And I mean, listen, honestly, that's if I'm him, I signed a contract. You can fire me. I'm getting all my money. Yep. So 
you know, I'm not going to fault him for that. You know, we made we made a deal. I'm getting all my money. I mean, Absolutely. That's a smart move to make. So, uh, yeah, he's not going to take the buyout. He'll make a fire him. If they're already offering them buyouts, if they're already, you know, they're obviously pretty close. So, uh, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hear you, man. Probably so. Well, Dustin, man, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I had fun, man. I always love talking about the Auburn Tigers. I know you do as well, man. If you could, Dustin, drop your Twitter handle, any type of social media, man, so my, my followers can find you. Yeah, dude, it's always fun to talk with you, brother. And uh, there will be a day, you know, we can't stay winning exactly, but there will be a day when we are talking about winning streaks and big bowl games and big rivalry wins. And uh, I got just, uh, I got a feeling that it's, it's not as far off as people want to make it seem like it is. It mm-hmm. just—it doesn't take four years to go to program anymore. You make That's the right hire to be okay, especially at Auburn. That's a fact. You can find me at uh, D McShaw, D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D-28 at Twitter. And I appreciate you having me tonight, brother. Hey, Dustin. War Damn Eagle, man. All right, War Eagle, buddy. Wow, everybody. Dustin Smith joining me once again, man. Coming on here weekly. Really enjoy having Dustin, giving our thoughts on Auburn, Georgia. Look, people. I love Auburn, like I tell you every episode. Um, I'm diehard. I bleed orange and blue. Baseball, football, basketball, gymnastics, equestrian, whatever. Golf, doesn't matter, man. Orange and blue. Swimming and diving, doesn't matter. I'll be competing in in the mascot national championships. Doesn't matter. Orange and blue, baby. This time it's it's tough to get on here and talk about losing and not having fun and you know a head coach possibly being fired. It's not fun. It's not fun. So these podcasts they hurt to do. Me and Dustin take a whole lot of pain, man. Some of the things that we talk off off recording just it, it, they hurt, man, because we put all our hard work into doing this and we spend our hard-earned money to go up there and watch the games man and and you really feel bad for the kids the guys on the team because you know all the work they put into it and they give the blood sweat and the tears man and so uh this saturday get in front of your tv 2 30 3 30 whatever time zone you're in support your auburn tigers pull for them just like me and dustin are and hopefully we can come out with a damn victory. We can upset the number two team in the country. How would that feel to go in since 2005, hadn't beaten them between the hedges, and we go in and wax their ass? It'd be pretty damn good. So with that, I'm going to leave you with a war damn eagle, and I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 